Greetings and salutations, sports and wrestling fans all across the wide and wonderful internet. It is time for a very special and still glorious edition of Modern Day Gladiators here on the Outlander Media Network. I, as always, your humble host, the ace of Tennessee sports podcasting, Michael Shibley, with you here. But we have a special episode. We are talking wrestling and lots of it here on this episode of Modern Day Gladiators. And I can't do this one by myself. I've got some special guests with me here in the studio. First, of course, one of the members of the Geeks Inherited the Earth podcast here on the Outlander Media Network, Mr. Michael Doherty. Pleasure to be here. And another guy, and I've been with both of these gentlemen throughout the comedy world here in Knoxville. This other one, of course, Mr. Deadbeat Radio host himself. Thank you, thank you. Mr. Lance Adams. Oh, it's good to be here. I feel so out of place on a sports show. It's not even funny. That makes two of us. This is what we love. I I love that. That's one of the things I'm going to try and do. As we go through this wonderful evolution we've got with the big things coming here at Outlander Media, of course, is trying to get some of these other like sports podcasters, get people who maybe not big sports guys in, and we're going to talk some different things a and geek's talk a geek. about it. Oh Whether yeah, whether you're oh, yeah. a sports geek, a comic book geek, a movie geek, whatever, a geek's a geek. Uh, the best example of that was I'm an old D and D geek from back in the day. It's awesome. nice to see this great, great resurgence, but mm-hmm. um, this was probably 15 years ago before it hit its Stranger Things. Back Back in popularity, and I was laughing with a friend who plays fantasy football. I think at the time it was fantasy baseball season, mm-hmm. and we were laughing about it. And I was like, I picked up his his fantasy baseball. He was the commissioner of his league. Yeah, I'm, again, maybe speaking out of turn here. There you go. Um, he was the commissioner of his league, so he had his notebook with all his people stats. I pick it up and I look through it, and he knows I know fuck all about sports, right? He knows mm-hmm. I am sports tarded to the max, and I just start reading it to him, and he's like. That should be a foreign language to you. And I go, no, no, no. It reads just like a PHB. He's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, player's handbook. I was like, dungeon master guide. I was like, this Full is initiative. Your, I was like, this is your dungeon master guide. And he was like, this is dumb. And I, he was like, there's no way. He was like, Dungeons and Dragons is stupid. I was like, hey, man, uh, I'm at least pretending to do something I couldn't go out in the backyard and actually do myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before you insult me, let's break this down. And I started talking about it. And I'm reading this and I'm talking D&D, Thaco, and this and that and the other. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> So he used to do this blog every week for his peoples, and he converted it to how in D and D terms. I taught him all this, and he went in and and did this whole blog and this D and D meta thing about it. And I was like, I'm telling you, it's the same. So a nerd's a nerd's a nerd. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing I always talk about because every time, especially when the uh, football season's about to kick off and everybody talks about their fantasy football drafts and all that, and then of course you have the nerds from the other side who don't play sports ball don't play sports yeah, yeah. The sports ball thing which is a whole other thing even as a non-sports fan i hate that and that's disrespectful and it then is, they, it is and then they get in and it's like oh you know fantasy football is just D D, but with sports and it's like yeah well uh-huh. i play both buddy so yeah geek's a geek yeah i got it all yeah and speaking of that we're all wrestling geeks, so oh, yeah. that's why exactly. we're here on this special edition of Modern Day Gladiators, because you talk about old school. We've all been old school wrestling fans. Yes. I mean, we've all been watching for a long, long time, and of course, ebb and flow as things go, but man, a company that is killing it right now when it comes to just bringing wrestling back in there, putting wrestling on the marquee, as they talk about. It's AEW. And they just had their pay-per-view just this past weekend. And as someone who doesn't watch, this is their second pay-per-view? This is their third pay-per-view third as a pay-per-view company. Third pay-per-view so far, yeah. Yeah. And they just knocked it out of the park with Revolution. I loved it. Great time. 
It was it was amazing. You had so much stuff going in. The storylines make sense. Mm-hmm. They don't insult your intelligence. Right. And we'll get to some insulting of intelligence when we talk the WWE Saudi Arabia show uh, here in a minute. Oh boy. How are again, I don't I don't watch anymore, so I'm the yeah. outsider here, but even in this moment of wrestling, but I did grow up lucky enough to grow up in I guess what would be called the golden age. I got to see the Hogan, Mr. T, Cindy Lauper years. Right. Um I watched the Undertaker premiere as The Undertaker. I remember sitting in my parents' living room. We paid $30 for that pay-per-view. So <laughs> I've been blessed to sit through some of the best. Yep. Um, and so really lucky. I stopped watching years ago. I kind of got out of it. I still keep up because I have social media, so all your friends shove it down your throat whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, and I'm cool with that, that. I get to keep up. But with AEW, you talk about how how the they don't shove it uh, stupidity down your throat. No, they they don't, don't insult you. But here, here's something that, that one of the things I've lost, how are the characters? Because one of my problems with the big dog, you know, Vince and his thing is they got so far I like the cheese I want a little of it I like the shtick and they got so real that you couldn't do even The Undertaker couldn't be premiered today because it's too silly everybody almost character wise is a first name last name first nobody is the trash man or whatever anymore there's no Undertakers there's no Ultimate Warriors there's no Sting those characters and those wrestlers couldn't start out today hardly how is AEW as far as giving you a little fun and giving you some shtick? Well, they give it to you with, of course, all, everybody seems to almost be in on the joke is yeah. a lot okay. of it. I like that. You, you know, they, they understand it's a show. and it's, So almost more old school WCW where the characters are at least down to earth, but it's still a show. Yeah, yeah. they okay. can be relatable. They bring a big fight feel, too, when you have the main event, when you have these things. It's not overblown. They don't have 29 writers right. sitting yep. there coming up with ideas, and that they're so just bad. They give people room to do things on their own, and then they make a transition into certain things where they realize, oh, this isn't working. We're going to move along with yep, it. They do grow quickly. So, you know, you look at, I mean, you talk about one of the guys who's one of the executive vice presidents, Cody. Right. Cody Rhodes, son of the late, great Dusty Rhodes. DNA of wrestling. Oh, yeah. Immaculate. And the fact that he, for a long time, was not wanting to maybe go the route that he did of being as over, really, as he was. Mm. And it just seemed to naturally develop that way and that's what cody's done he's they've taken it and made him into just one of the most over people in the company with the way it's gone or you look at someone like dr Britt baker who they made her she's an actual dentist dmd and she is she was a smiling baby face to start with and then they kind of realized it really wasn't getting over mm-hmm. just let the natural is of her heelish character come out and it's great She's just playing. The best a, always have been. Yeah. The best wrestlers in history have always been, who are you? Cool, take that and do this with it. The Stone Colds, the Ric Flairs, the Arn Andersons, the, again, even Hulk Hogan to a small degree. Who are you? Great. Go do that in front of the camera. But, hey, just do these few things to make sure it's on our, our path. Yep. AEW uh, has the fortune of having the best heel in the business, in my uh, approximation oh, yeah. right now with MJF, man. This guy, kayfabe all the way. He just went to a convention. This is the flipped off the kid, yeah, right? I saw yeah. this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was wonderful. No, I mean, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And yes. his response was what? Fuck them kids. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so, then the dad got upset. It's what like, do you think? And he even complained to Cody, apparently. Like, if you read the article, and Cody's like, 
have you, have you watched the the show right. at all and realize this isn't the WWE where yeah you're gonna have the, the, the heels you're not gonna have Randy Orton who just uh, RKO'd Beth Phoenix on TV this last week you know by the way I didn't hate that raw I didn't hate it no it was not it was not bad but like you're not gonna have him still be smiling and hugging the kids and being all that at a meet and greet no no no, no. no. you're gonna have these guys full cave fabe to the wall with all of it but then you look at the show and just even when it started you even talk about just the first match they had on the pregame show with the the dark order which that's another thing they realized that the whole dark order trying to take over things was not fully working so they've kind of moved it back into the mid card it wasn't a main Clearly event an angle. nwo ripoff no no it's, it's sort of gothy yeah it's almost like culty. a corporate ministry yeah, okay. kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. If, if you're looking at it when i hear well, takeover I, I always think nwo because they seem to be the 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 that we did it best mm. uh even if they didn't do it first they still did it biggest best they're the i guess the watermark for the takeover if you will I think the Dark Order didn't have the personalities to really pull that off. But yep. now, if if they bring in Hardy, that's going to be and awesome. We did you see, see the new? Uh, did you see the new Matt Hardy video from today? Yes, I did. Yep. Uh, the so. Bucks of Youth. <laughs> I need <laughs> come. Yeah, we will see how all of that goes. But then, of course, you've got guys like SCU, SoCal Uncensored, mm-hmm. who they were facing. And it's great. Again, it's another stable of guys. You know, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, who started as a heel. I mean, they start, their whole thing is wherever they travel, they're all from Southern California. SCU, as they, as they shout. Oh, super douchey. But the, the, <laughs> the bit starts out when they get to the ring, they're always like, this is the worst town I've ever been in. And nice. it's supposed to be a heel tactic, but nice. the fans loved Love it. it. They would get all, and now their faces with, and they still will go to the live shows and, you know, I love do it. That I bit. think that's great. I loved Rick Rude shitting on every fat sweat hog in the audience back in the day, and I I I, I love that. I miss kayfabe to a great degree. I, I I but as a as a true Mark who likes seeing behind the curtain as well, I like again in, to use the Montreal Screwjob for an example. I like watching the soap opera. But I also like learning about the real employee who really got fucked by his real employer. And I think that's the thing. So I do love the internet for that. But I, I wish we still played. I wish we could still read about it and know that, hey, you got divorced. Bummer. But we still thought you were a magic man uh, who was undefeatable. I, I miss kayfabe. It was... There was just something. Maybe I'm coloring it with rose-colored nostalgia glasses. But I, I, I loved it. And I do miss it to a great degree. Well... AEW is definitely, I think, one that can bring some of that still back. That's where yeah, fantastic. they do, they still will break kayfabe, especially with their internet show being the elite right, that right. they have, that the Young Bucks have run forever. I mean, they started that as just an internet show. Right. Uh, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson with Kenny Omega, really, and then they the Bullet Club guys, in. right? Yeah, yeah, a bunch of the Bullet Club guys were in there. <laughs> Which I, I seem to, I get everything I've ever seen with any of that. I like, I, I like a lot of the talent. Uh, there's a. There's a few things that make me want to come back and watch. Uh, I love, you know, again, Moxley or Ambrose, whatever he is now. It's Moxley. A great, great shtick. I love it. Kind of classic Stone Cold, the everyman. Um, and, you know, like, I, so I do love it. Uh, what's the RCO, the pirate? Uh, shit. It was uh, the Quebecer back in the day. Not the Quebecer. PCO? PCO. Yeah. Uh, love that. Love him. And so, again, I absolutely love what he's uh, uh, doing. Uh, so there are a lot of great wrestlers out there that I'm like, all right, you guys. You guys are throwbacks to what I love, so I do like seeing the Bullet Club guys. Those guys are all great. Excellent. Yeah, 
and with this match, what you've got is the first match here, the Dark Order, and then SoCal Uncensored. Of course, the big thing is, is Christopher Daniels. He's being recruited by the Dark Order. and you Back know, the, to the angel shtick. The exalted one yeah. and everything. But it's like, that didn't happen. But then Colt Cabana shows yeah, up. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> which was interesting. He's been Surprise. killing it in New Japan, hmm. which has been really cool. He's been tearing teaming with one of my favorites, the Sublime Master Thief, Toru Yano. If watch some Toru Yano stuff, it's amazing. I, I love it. And then, of course, Christopher Daniels shows up. Looks like he might be the exalted one, but then yep. he just rips the robe off and just beats him up. So that was the pregame to start with it. But then you lead off with Jake Hager, the former Jack Swagger, taking on Dustin Rhodes, you know, former Gold Dust right. and, and everything there. Which, by the way, people wanted to see this match. If you could tell yep. me years ago that I wanted to see Jack Swagger versus Gold Dust. Yeah, couldn't be no less way. interesting. Like, as a big pay-per-view match. No. And everybody would be like, you are insane. But this, this made sense. It really did. It was great because part of the inner circle, Chris Jericho's stable, you know, they kicked the limousine door and broke um, Dustin Rhodes' arm. And uh, Jake Hager was there. Yeah. And hot had this- times, baby. You put Dustin Rhodes in hot time. <laughs> but no, that was a great match. I mean, Mike, and that's all the storytelling yeah. that you need. Like you mentioned earlier, they they don't have thirty five riders. They're not overthinking things. This guy broke this other guy's arm a few months ago. He wants to kick his ass. Yeah. They built promos up to it. That's, that's all the you way need. It should be. And I thought that was a great angle with looking like you know Jake Hager's not an unstoppable monster, right. but he's a good legit tough guy. Yeah, yeah, he looked very strong in that match. Yeah, uh, and I think that was a good match to have Dustin into because it was slower paced um, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Uh, Dustin with all his experience really Dude, helped Hager make him Gold Dust, look good. D- Gold Dust Dustin was great. So it's glad to see him come back to just being the legacy that he should be. I do yeah, like that. It is great. It has been wonderful. And then you move into a match. Even though I probably would have had this match as your opener, Darby Allen to Sammy Guevara, I'm still in that WCW mindset of have the small guy, smaller guys kind of go out there and go right. crazy to pop the crowd. Yeah. Even though what they did worked. I mean, Yeah, that would have yeah. been a hard match to follow in some ways because once you go out and do a spotty match like that that has all these yeah. great stunts in it, well, you got to follow it with something. So, yeah. so they, they only wrestled in the ring for five minutes, <laughs> but... They did a bunch of stuff outside, which was just insane. That 6.30 that Sammy Guevara did through the table was insane. Oh, it was super insane. And Darby Allen is a great... You'd love Darby Allen as a character. I mean, he's a guy who's like a lone wolf, talks about, you know... Long story. His his um when he was five years old. This is a legit backstory. When he was five years old, his uncle was driving drunk, got in a car accident, and and the uncle died in that car accident. He's always lived like he's already dead kind of persona. And he's he's a former professional skater. He He skates down to the ring. Yeah, nice. And uses it as a weapon all the time. Nice. But one of the big things. The inner circle a couple of weeks ago, you know, attacked him, and then they did the old, you know, like where um. Oh, uh, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, you know, got his the larynx like smashed with a ring mm-hmm. bell. This they took the skateboard and put it on its side and just banged his throat into nice. it, which Looked brutal. So, but then he comes back and gets his revenge, which mm-hmm. again you you pay off the angle eventually. You know, we don't have Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin for the fifth month in exactly. a row going on. There's a resolution, right. yeah, and, and I love Alan by the down. way. I love Allen, but I'm telling you, Guevara is a star in yeah, the making. That guy's got a huge feature, a future ahead of him. He looks great, and I mean, we'll see what happens as this leads to maybe him turning on the inner circle at some point. I mean, sure. he's got natural charisma, both face and heel. Mm-hmm. But then you have, as it's been called all over the internet, it's been called that tag match, oh, which was yes. after. This oh, was the yeah. AEW tag, tag match. match. Okay. It was Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page 
teaming against the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. And you know? what a match it was. It was an ama- It's one of the best tag matches I have seen, especially a non-gimmicked tag match. Right. You didn't have ladders, you know, because you could talk about the TLC matches. Right. You could look at stuff from, like, I mean, even guys like Dave Meltzer, who's rated matches forever, talks about this was probably the greatest straight-up tag match in North America. He talks about mm-hmm. some of the stuff from like All Japan and New Japan. Like well, the I've four- played with all four of those guys, and they are yeah. great, and even somebody who doesn't watch anymore. So if done well, I can't imagine that it wasn't fantastic. It was amazing, because you have this whole dynamic, of course, that Kenny and the Young Bucks have been friends, and they brought in Hangman Page to, you know, as part of the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they even talked about that interview that they did, the the Dynamite before the pay-per-view, where it's like, you know, you were a jobber in Ring of Honor until, mm. you know, we brought you into this and everything. And he's, you know, ha- Hangman Page, he's been drinking a lot. Like, it's that's really funny. I, I was really cold on Page at first. I, he wasn't connected with me, but once they brought this whole angle in him with him, just he's, he's doing the Trailer Park Boys thing where he's always right. got to drink. And it's pretty entertaining. I, I enjoy it. His finishing move is a buckshot lariat where he he flips over the top rope Lariato! and then lar- lariat's the guy. Nice. So like a couple of weeks ago, like he came out to save Kenny and the Young Bucks against what was it, the Butcher and the Blade, where he came down to the ring with a beer, told Matt to hold his beer, did the buckshot lariat. Walked back, grabbed the beer, and then left. Love it. <laughs> Things like I that. I love it. So you have this idea where. Kenny Omega is trying to kind of keep the peace. Yes, we still want to be competitive. We'll face you guys for the tag team titles, but it's still trying to be on the up and up. But then you have them not getting along, the Young Bucks not getting along with Hangman Page. But then Matt, especially Matt Jackson, going further dirtier in his tactics, getting more desperate to finally win these titles. I mean, these guys started this company. They're regarded as one of the greatest tag teams in the world, and yet they have, I think this is their third true shot, and they have not won the tag team titles yet. Because they lost to SCU, they lost in the first round of the first tag team title tournaments that they had, and then they've lost this one too. So and doubly frustrating in the storylines, you know, them all being part of the elite and having two of the other elite guys having those belts they want too. That's, yeah, you know, that's good frustrations. But when it comes the moment that they do win, the payoff spectacular. Yeah, and that's what I love about this storyline because again, Hangman Page was te- teasing at the end, maybe hitting Kenny mm-hmm. with the clothesline, even though they won. And it, there's so many ways that this storyline can go. Is Kenny going to like join the dark side kind of with Hangman Page and, and kick the Young Bucks to the curve? Are the Young Bucks going to go full heel? We don't know where it's going to go. And I love that. The I Bucks love were it. getting a big heel response in that match. Yeah. And it was a surprise ending. I have to admit, I was pretty convinced the Bucks were going to take this one because mm-hmm. I thought that temporary alliance was kind of winding down. I yeah. guess not. So, again, it was just a great tag match. I loved everything about it. Again, a five-star match Easily. all the way around. Um, and then you move in. This was about maybe the only maybe weak point of the card. And it was just, and I still liked the match, but I, it was Nyla Rose, uh, who is the champion. She's the native beast. Um, if you don't know, she's the first mm-hmm. trans woman to hold a major title in a company. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing story. I listened to her on Chris Jericho's podcast and talking about this stuff. It was great. Um, she was facing Chris Statlander. Who's, oh, I like the Statlander. Yeah, I think she's a young uh, Stan Hansen. She reminds Ooh, me of a, nice. a a female Stan Hansen. Mm-hmm. She's she's taller. She's got some reach to her too. She's from the Andromeda Galaxy. Big bruiser. Yeah, I really like what she's going. I I think maybe that match went a little too long. It did. It could have had about 
three, four minutes cut out yeah, of it, definitely. You, and that's a tough spot on the card to go after those guys. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. But you had to find the right place, I guess, to put them in. But yeah, um, yeah. Nala Rose getting the win there. I think she can do some really good things as a beast. Maybe at some point Chris Statlander will get it because she's only been wrestling for like three years. Yeah, she's still a little green, but she seems to have a natural aptitude for it. She yeah. seems to get it. So we'll see where that goes down the line. And then, of course, you had, again, MJF flipping the kid off, <laughs> uh, defeating Cody. Uh, and his neck tattoo. And his neck tattoo. Oh, God. That, <laughs> that neck, tattoo neck tattoo is so bad. Oh, it's obnoxious. And, oh, God. It's and his obnoxious. wife, Brandy, hates it, apparently. It distracted so. that match for me. I kept paying attention to the damn tattoo. I think the match would have been better <laughs> had he not had the tattoo. So, we'll see. And, again, it told a great story where MGF came in to AEW. With Cody was his best friend and his mentor and mm. all this other stuff. And he realized... And he hated everybody else. Like, he was still a heel with everybody except with Cody. And they t- kept teasing the turn and all this other stuff. But then when Cody lost to Chris Jericho because MJF threw the towel in and said, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't want to see you hurt, and then rightly just kicks him in the balls. Oh, yeah, MJF will kick you in the balls now. Yeah, he will. Nice. And turned on. I mean, you had fans throwing drinks at him. Ooh, that's old school. Oh, he and this is hated. In, yeah, this was in late 2019. I mean, this is now when we're all in on what's actually going on. This isn't Jerry Lawler, right. Memphis, people trying to climb the cage to get to somebody. Yeah. You know, this isn't Andy Kaufman, which, wow. I explained the Andy Kaufman bit and showed some of the stuff to my wife, Mrs. Shibbles. Oh, wow. She was in. She was like, they believed it? I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, in their hearts. In yeah. their yeah. hearts. Oh, yeah. It's still conspiracy theory to the uh, this day but yes but you had in this match too cody was beating the crap out of mgf especially everything mgf made him go through to get to this cody's great again in his dna but to be honest probably the best of the family you know dusty's the original great dusty's not a great wrestler dusty's a great performer and a great legend dustin Good wrestler, learned from the best, never had the physique, never had the uh, charisma. Cody comes out with all of that. So, dude, this guy's got potential to completely set the world on fire. And so I'm not surprised that he was taking that to uh, uh, that level. There's a very real possibility here that I've seen from this pay-per-view that Cody could actually, uh, performance aside, love him. Um he could be kind of douchey. Yeah, that was the douchey super douche band that he played out to. He's got the hair. Like, his ring, he needs a new yeah. ring outfit. He's got the weight. Why does he have a weightlifter belt? That's stupid. His trunks always look lame. He just I don't needs, like a, the he needs a do-over. Yeah, I have to admit, I don't like the look. I, the, the, the worst was the, the clear face mask for a while. That's oh, been a while back. That was the dashing color. That's, yeah. that's awful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I, but that's a lot of my problem makeover. with almost all modern wrestler wrestling is I, I don't like the look of the clothing. And that stuff goes a long way for me. Like, I don't. I, and, but he's a bad example, a, a good example of a bad uh, dresser. I don't Ooh, like the stick. But he has the charisma to be the douche and do it well. He has the charisma to, to, to be anything he wants. But he's got the, the potential. I mean, that was his heel character for yeah. a long time. When he and Kenny were fighting in New Japan over leadership of the Bullet Club. I mean, that's what he was. He was the manipulator and being douchey about it and everything. But you saw in this one, he was beating the crap out of MJF. He was kicking his ass. But he got so blinded by his hatred of what happened 
that it cost him in the end. And it made MJF even a more despicable like heel in the process for getting mm-hmm. the diamond ring, punching him, knocking him out, and getting the cheap pin. So, but he didn't still even know he pinned him. You know, he just yeah. bounced against the ropes and then flopped on him and just unconscious basically. Didn't even know he won. Yeah. So great stuff. And of course, very I'm, old school Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, there you go. That is very old school Ric Flair. And I'm sure he's going to come out on, uh, on Dynamite as it's probably happening right now no, as we're I can't recording wait to watch this it. and probably saying, you know, I, I kicked his ass and all this. I'm still the greatest thing that ever lived and everything. Hey, you're so. going to have to look this up and watch it when you get home. You're going to be will, very informed. I've seen some clips. Uh, yeah. Again, I do keep up. I, I follow some clips and some things, but I just don't sit down and watch. I don't... I, I don't have a guy to follow anymore, but I do keep up. I watch some clips. I did see the the punch in the fall, uh, so I, I I do I do keep up just enough to uh, almost sound like I know what I'm talking about. And you talk about people who you talk about like that in on the joke type of thing. This is a guy that Mike and I both love, and it's Orange Cassidy. Oh my God! Uh, you want to talk about a guy to follow? Oh, he's great. <laughs> Orange Cassidy. He had his first singles match. He needs a guy. It's it's so you incredible. Know, it, it's it also taps in so much to like the millennial like I don't give a shit yep, yep. type I ideal of everything you know he gets into the ring and he pops the crowd pops every time he gets in there and just does he's like lazy just kicks to your shins uh, i didn't place the name i do know this Keeps i have his hands seen in this. his pockets yes yes yeah. the, the sunglasses the, the, the king of apathy i have yes. seen this yes he, I just he doesn't even give the full thumbs it. up it's, it's, yeah yeah i do love this <laughs> i mean they introduced him when he came out he's like from wherever <laughs> Yeah. Weighing, what, whatever, like it, it was perfect. I love it. And the first match is perfect because he's facing the bastard Pack, um, who is just amazing. I would, I really want Pack to be in that main event scene for a long time because he's a, just a such a gifted wrestler and the perfect example of how WWE will misuse someone. I mean, yeah. they had they could have been doing this with him the whole time, and they gave him a Mighty Mouse cape. I mean, what in the yeah. world? The bastard pack, and he is too. Yeah. I mean, he owns that role. Yeah, that's uh, Neville. Neville. Yeah, I yeah. start to say, yeah, yeah, the I, I, bastard. I, yeah, because awesome. his. I mean, his when they finally turned him heel, it was part of that, and. It was just, again, but he's too small. Like, it's something that the WWE just does not get out of their head in so much of it. And that's not going to change until Vince is gone. So, but you had this match, which, again, it worked to both of their strengths. And again, you had, you know, Orange Cassidy, the big thing was he's going to try. And he did. <laughs> he's going to try this time. He's going to do it. <laughs> it was a it was a great match. And again, um, the, the Lucha Bros came out. And I love the Lucha oh, Bros. Oh, God, yes. huge fans. Uh, Seattle, Seattle. Yeah. Animo, you know, both of them. <laughs> Ray Phoenix and Pentagon are just amazing. I love both of those guys. And they're true brothers as well, which is just a great dynamic. But then, again, Pac getting the win. But... Orange Cassidy coming out as a bigger star in the process. Oh, I'm, yeah. That, that loss did not hurt him. Because there was a lot of people on the internet who were just like, I, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. You know, you got or guys, old school guys like James Cornette who were just like, he's hates ruining him. the business and everything. <laughs> but then you watch this match and you see what he's able to do in the ring, and that should hopefully shut a lot of them up. We'll, we'll see. But people are talking. Even if they hate you, there you go. People mm-hmm. are talking. It's the old, you know. You can say anything you want, just spell my name right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a cornet can say this is ruining the business, but you're discussing it and creating business. It's a game. It's fun. It's a show. This guy may be the worst piece of shit ever, but we're talking about it because it set a new low mark. If that's the case, if you're right and he's ruining the business, 
people are still coming to see what he's ruining. No, Orange Cassidy isn't ruining shit. I don't, no. I, I don't <laughs> think so either. But I'm just saying, if you are correct, people are still coming to watch it yeah. get ruined. Absolutely. He gets paid, pretty much, for the most part, <laughs> to roll into the ring, do a couple of kicks, get knocked down, and that's it. How and much the, of the, an extension really is this to the finger poke of doom? I mean, honestly, if you think about it, that's the same stupid, like, not trying, but we're going to have fun with it. The finger poke of doom is, is really a, 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 a distant relative of this just blown into a whole character. Well, the finger poke of doom, though, was, it was malicious. This, it was malicious yeah, almost. Correct. Yeah. Correct. This but is to the fan, not, you didn't yeah. know that. To the fan, you see uh, something overly and silly. Keep in mind, we know now what the real finger poke of doom is. But at the time, watching as a fan, you thought... Oh, well, that's just supernatural silly. I'm going to go along with that. That's fair. And so if you watch it from a fan's point of view, this to me would be the same. Because that's what I thought, actually, when I saw him come out and doing his, his kicks. My first thought was, oh, look, it's the finger kick yeah. of doom. Or, and so I thought the same thing. It was kind of a silly, this shouldn't work, but for some reason I'm still entertained. But no, the big, he's over. Yeah. But what I love, though, is with the opposite of the finger poke of doom, though, is when he does the kicks, no one sells it. They just look at him, That's but then the cr- the crowd acts like they're the just the worst oh, thing ever. That, right. you know, oh. The man's got a family. Yeah. So I, I love about that. And again, I want to see him. You know, he and he doesn't. I think they see where they know. Not everybody's a main event talent. You, you get people to fill roles, yeah. and then they do it well. And the, you know, you don't some of these people just don't need to get above the main level. They might happen naturally. It might end up that way. But you don't have to force it, which is what AEW is at least doing right now. We'll see as the company progresses. And again, one of the people though that they did have pigeonholed in a lot of things was Chris Jericho and at the time Dean Ambrose. Ooh. Like yeah. now you have Chris Jericho, John Moxley headlining a pay-per-view that everybody was paying to see. And they got to see a great match again. And John Moxley's now your AEW champion. Saw that. Which, and again, that I was. I didn't a expect war. it. I, I was surprised. I kept thinking that they're going to push Kenny to finally be the Kenny Omega to finally be the one to take him down. Now Chris can always get the title back, sure, which could happen. Uh, we'll kind of see where it all goes. Of course, the good thing with John Moxley being champ is you can have him um, facing another heel challenger but you could also have a that, face going after him he has that point. stone cold point. kind of vibe where it works with either mm. you're just enough of an anti-hero i can play you to either side perfectly yeah and i love i think the guy's great i i love him uh uh it, sam turned me on to him years ago and the dean ambrose character was like you would like this and i watched him a couple times and i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah i do i do like this. and then yeah him on jericho's podcast last year when he debuted in aew and talking about episode. everything that the wwe did with him mm-hmm. and just he's just like i'm out i i can't take this anymore and he, he literally left yeah. and and did all this and it was amazing to see and just he feels I, I know he's happier where he is. And he's been you doing stuff in New Japan too. He he and Jericho both are wrestling there and in New Japan, which is amazing. I mean, he um Dean Ambrose and Minoru Suzuki, one of my all time favorites in New Japan, tore the house down in just a strong style, beat the shit out of you type match, and it was great. And then he comes back here, um, and the eye and all this other fun mm. stuff that they were working with that and it works. They didn't Lex Luger it. Which I thought was big. You know, you have to have eventually the babyface has to get over in the end. You can't just Lex Luger the guy. It was just become a verb. Yeah, right. great example. 
where, you know, when Lex Luger finally did win the big one, it was too late. Nobody cared. So, yeah, you get him over. You see where it's going to go from here. Um, but it was just an amazing top-to-bottom pay-per-view. I loved it. All really of it really was. It was a stacked card. I mean, it was just one after the next. It was really awesome. And you you look at this stuff, and then you see, as we transition first, of course, we got to thank Joe Shirt at JoeShirt.com. Thank you, Joe Shirt. We love them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to get some great merch. It's coming. I keep mm-hmm. saying that. Mm-hmm. We're going to get it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to totally reek of awesomeness. Again, go to JoeShirt.com. They've been doing business here in Knoxville for over 30 years. They know what they're doing. They can put their logo on anything, mugs, banners, what have you with Joe Shirt Deluxe. But again, hit them up at JoeShirt.com. Also, we got to thank Otherworldly Coffee. If you're someone who likes coffee... Who I am. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm not, and still liked it. <laughs> yeah. My wife loves it. She's a coffee fanatic all day. Uh, I brought her home a bag, and she absolutely loved it. And to be honest, I don't like coffee. Uh, I think when we were in the last studio, uh, Terry brought some to uh, christen the new studio. And I was like, oh, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'll have it. Loved it. I was worried about nice. the, the, the high-velocity nature of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to kill me. Didn't feel jittery. Just really enjoyed a good tasting beverage. And so I'm not a coffee drinker and I liked it. Excellent. It was great. If you use the code Outlander, all caps, you got to shout right. it. You're going to get 20% mm. off your order. Uh, I did that for uh, my sister and her husband uh, for Christmas, so which was which was good. Uh, they loved it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I made the mistake of I didn't know she was pregnant at the time when I sent it to her. <laughs> so, uh, but it's okay. The, apparently, you can have like a cup of coffee and be and be fine. Whatever. I still did it. It was a good Christmas gift. They loved it. Mm-hmm. Again, otherworldlycoffee.com. Try any of it. You're gonna get twenty percent off using the code Outlander. And of course, you can find us on Facebook. All that stuff. Give us those five-star reviews. Of course, Geeks and Hair to the Earth, Deadbeat Radio, Modern Day Gladiators. We're all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those wonderful things. Hit, give us those five-star reviews. Do uh, it. Do we, will, love it. we will love you forever. We're, so. we're entertainers. We live for your validation. <laughs> We've got a big plug coming up at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. We're going to talk real briefly about the WWE and their, I called it Blood Money in the Bank, the the, the <laughs> latest Saudi show that they had. Yeah. Shudder. It, it, Why do they keep doing this? Well, because be, of money. They're paying them a lot like, of money to do it. Ridiculous amounts of money. <laughs> like, Obscene amounts so of money. So much that they just don't care about their live events or even yeah. apparently what's going on the network at this point. It's literally coasting money. They're just put it in the bank, you know, and yeah. sail on it. So, but you had these events where. It, it just so much status quo or them just they're not they're not building new stars. They always talk about how they're building new stars. Mm-hmm. You had Ricochet, great wrestler, an amazing uh, performer. He, some of you might not have seen him ex- except when he was Prince Puma with uh, Lucha Underground, which again, he was amazing under a mask there. High Flyer does amazing. Just I keep saying amazing. He's great. He I love him. He goes out, he's challenging Brock Lesnar for the title. And for the, I guess that one was the WWE Championship. I don't even remember which one's which at this point. Uh, Brock beats him in like, what, a minute and a half or something? Like, just squashes him like a bug. And usually, it's annoying because Brock usually will sell for the for the smaller guys a lot more than he sells for the bigger guys. Yeah. But I don't know why, he just decided not to... Or whatever they decided to I do. I think it's because it didn't matter. Yeah, the, it didn't the, the matter. The Saudis want the big names. They want their Hogan's. They want their right. Rocks. They want their Stone Colds. They, you know, they yeah. want their Brocks. But you could have Ricochet challenging and at least 
give it a go and then also have him I'm not saying he needed to win but at least have him come out looking better in the process he just got squashed like a bug and then of course the just crazy one first before I get to that you had the Undertaker showing up Mm -hmm. and tombstoning AJ Styles to win the whatever cup that was which I was at least okay with that because at least then first of all a true title wasn't on the line true and then AJ can challenge him at Wrestlemania at least that's what it looks like they're going to be doing well AJ's a great sniveling heel so he'll he'll be able to work with it and then of course you had Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg for the I guess the universal championship They've spent this whole time. You mean the red class ring? Yeah, rebuilding. Fuck, it's blue now. It's blue now because oh, so it's this on is the SmackDown. Blue class ring. My yeah. <laughs> they changed. They it. all look like class rings, and yeah. I hate them so bad. They That's another like, subject. Yeah. Subject, but I hate them so bad. They spent a whole year rebuilding Bray Wyatt, who's great and can be the big name and has been. Mm. He and you know this whole thing where and he's selling merch like crazy I and all yeah, we, we shirt. I bought one yeah. I love the fiend I think I'm, it's awesome I think the fiend was a great character they did a great job with him destroying Kane and Jerry Lawler mm. and Seth Rollins to win the title in Saudi Arabia so he won uh, yeah. the title and he's now lost the title in Saudi Arabia which cool. I think is the first time Someone's won and lost it in a foreign country or whatever. Yeah, you think so. You know, he had great matches with Daniel Bryan who could make him into being, you know, something great Mm because Daniel Bryan is awesome. And then you have Goldberg, who's 53, come out there and run him over. It's one of these things that drives me nuts because I just don't like the idea of trying to make new stars or being someone who... Yes, the Fiend should be able to beat Goldberg because that would make it even more elevated because I liked the idea of then, because John Cena and the Fiend are facing each other, which is fine, but I would have loved to have the title on the line because then <coughs> you could have John Cena going for title number 17 oh, there you go. to break Ric Flair's record, or at least the, the idea that that's the record. Right. I think it's more in the 20s, but that's a whole other argument. And you could have that with the fiend getting revenge for WrestleMania 30 and that's when he great, was the Bray Wyatt perfect heel face. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cuz you got both it's no anti-hero. Yeah. This is yeah. Superman and Lex Luthor, Batman yeah. and the Joker. This is again John Cena I, who I I hate the gimmick. I love John Cena. I love him. I hate the gimmick real bad, but I I do love the guy. And so he is Mr. Squeaky Clean. He is who should be running that company's face. And you've got, again, The Fiend, this great old-school demonic monster. That's Setting that up is is brilliant. But instead, you're going to have – you're still having them face each other at WrestleMania. But now you're going to have – Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, which is what they were wanting, but the title's on the line. So you're going to have Spear versus Spear and whatever. They're going to just try and just build up Roman Reigns again. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to work again unless they just find another way to go with Roman Reigns. I just don't think it's going to work. We'll see. The WWE, of course, came out today and said they're still going to have WrestleMania. Because, you know, there's fears of the coronavirus and things like oh, that. Like, so what? that's going to be interesting to see where they're going to go. I mean, who knows in a month and a half or whatever it is. Until what they, news cycle will cover yeah. it and we forget that it exists. Oh, by the way, uh, Elimination Chamber is this weekend. Yeah, I saw and that. I, I was like, wait, it is? <laughs> it is. I don't care. 
they, I'm going to watch given it. you reason to care. There's yeah. no reason to. I mean, there's going to have like four Elimination Chamber matches, it feels like. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, I'll talk about it next week here on Modern Day Gladiators. But, but it should be one match. You should have an Elimination Chamber and matches to lead up to it. Yeah. I don't hate them having a men's and a women's now. I, okay. I'm fine no, with that. I agree with that. But it's like a hell in a cell. I wouldn't watch a whole pay-per-view where every match was no. in a cell. It, but I want to watch it. I want to see yeah. it hanging up there the whole night. Mm. And I want to know what's coming. Yeah. And I want to see all these good tag matches. And then, oh, shit, it's coming. And that's what you should have with Elimination yeah. Chamber. I'm fine with the Elimination Chamber kind of being... I still, again, hate just that they're shoehorning this in before WrestleMania. I hate that there's this shoehorned event between the Royal Rumble and uh, and WrestleMania. And such a brutal structure. It seems yeah. like it should be more important. Yeah. 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 The only one it seems like they seem to be doing well building up to is Drew McIntyre. I, they, they need to pull the trigger on that. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the build. I think he's doing yeah. great. We will talk, of course, we're going to do a WrestleMania preview, big old round table here before all of that. Um, so we've got all that to look forward to. We'll see where it all ends up. It's just exhausting. The WWE exhausts me There's sometimes. so much. There's yeah. so much. It's, and they have no reason not to be. Yeah. AEW is giving them a good re- a run yeah. for it. But for the most part, Vince has no reason to go, maybe we shouldn't. He has the money to fail, so he can throw out dumb ideas and go, didn't work? Man, fuck it, write it off. He has nobody. You know, obviously Triple H and some others are in the corner going, hey, maybe. maybe." But he has the ultimate say and no competition to keep him any reason not to. And the ratings have stayed, at least with what they're paying for, the what the TV companies Mm -hmm. are paying him for. So he has no reason to work on it. So. We'll see where it all ends up, but my goodness, loved AEW, mm-hmm. loved all of that, I like what they and do. I keep want I want everybody to succeed because a rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly. And you talk about that here at Outlander Media. We're getting into the wrestling game. Oh, it's exciting! This is the big plug we're talking about. We have Rush Wrestling that we are a part of. We are filming our premiere episode on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, Friday the 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th <laughs> at the Armory in Clinton, Tennessee. We're filming it. We've got some just great matches. we got five matches right now scheduled on the card. You can check out YouTube, Rush Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Of course, check out all of our social media pages. We're going to have all that stuff up there as well. If you're here locally, check us out. It's bell time, I think, is what, 7 o'clock? Correct. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. It's at the Armory in Clinton. You can get tickets right now from Eventbrite. Just look Rush Wrestling. Follow all of our links. We've got them on all of our social media pages. The uh, early bird tickets sold out, right? Yeah, and yeah. the VIP packages. So awesome. you can still get regular price tickets, but you got to get them. We're trying to take over the world here. We're <laughs> filming it. The, the taping, too, it's going to be amazing live. We've got some great stuff. we got some big surprises. Uh, we're we're all a part of it. I'm doing commentary on it. Uh, so we're going it, to... It's it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to just be a part of this, but we're filming it for the local CBS affiliate, and I believe it's coming to Amazon uh, Prime as well. So we're going to yep. hype all of that as it comes in. So again, get on board now, and you can just you can finally be that hipster you hate so much. Ooh. We're just like, oh, I was with them I when they them started. Win. So and I, I can tell you from this stage of the production, you know, so many people like us are lifelong wrestling fans. To see these kinds of fans be able to put on a production like this, you can just see the passion coming from everybody. Yeah. Watch it's going to be great. Take over the asylum. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we've got some great. We're filming this. This isn't going to be just your usual YouTube, you know, 
one guy with an iPhone filming the matches. No, 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 no. no, no. This is some good stuff. We got some good. We have a budget. The entertainment value and the production value seems to be outstanding. Again, having different uh, uh, various forms of the collective that we are at Outlander come together with Chris's wrestling background, Terry's production, um, our comedy and, and, and entertainment writing, uh, all comes together to make a, uh, an amazing, an amazing stew. You know, you put that many great ingredients in a pot, you're going to get something amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Outlander does. Well, that's yep. what we do better than anything. And in this case, it's something that we all loved. I think it'd be the same way if we went, hey, let's write a comic book. Well, fuck it. We all like comic sure. books. Can you imagine what would come up? We'd find an artist. We would find, and it would be amazing. In this case, it's in the fucking squared circle. Yeah. And so I'm in. As I say all the time, it's going to totally reek of awesomeness. So get on board now. Do it. And that's going to wrap up this glorious episode of Modern Day Gladiators. You guys, uh, we've got Deadbeat Radio. We've got it. Uh, we've got a new show coming in. Soon, yeah, Soon. should be coming out. We've took a little hiatus, uh, some personal issues at home, and then uh, we've had some shake-up and uh, production stuff, but we'll be coming back real soon. I've, I have I miss it. Setting here with you guys has been uh, a fabulous thrill, and I thank you so much for having me. That is awesome. Where can we find you for, like, Twitter so, and everything? Uh, I, 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 I'm the old fart. I don't I don't tweet or twat or whatever, uh, but I am on Facebook, Lance Adams. You can find me there. You can also follow Debbie Radio. Uh, I've got some gigs coming up, so you can check that out. I'll be in North Carolina uh, the 19th. At Wayne Waynesville, and so I've got some other things coming up. But follow me on Atlanta. My my profile's public. Please come say hey. Tell me to go fuck myself. I'm cool with either <laughs> thing. Uh, married, I get a little of both all the time. So, uh, but uh, dude, thanks for letting me come and hey, sit in. You are very this welcome. Is the bomb. And Mike D, of course, we've got Geeks and Hair to the Earth is killing it right now. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. Yeah, obviously on all the major uh, platforms, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we got a YouTube channel up and running. Uh, we just hit a thousand followers on Facebook, so we're excited awesome. about that. And uh, check out our upcoming interview. We're really excited about talking with Rob Paulson, who was the voice of Pinky from Pinky and the yeah. Brain, uh, two of the Ninja Turtles. So it, it's something we're very excited about. That is awesome. And can we find you on Twitter and all that good oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Too? All the just geeks and to the earth across the board. Look it up. Excellent. Of course, find Modern Day Gladiators on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, I'm Michael underscore Shibley on Twitter. You want to debate with me? I've got all day. I can take you on. I will happily debate you in a civilized and professional manner because that's what we are about here at Outlander Media, which is professionalism. But until next time, guys, this has been fun. Thank you so much. I love it. Too sweet. Love you. See you all next time. For life.